So if the Ducks wanted to improve their offense, who should they turn to? I'll tell you on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Let's hit it. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a new week of Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for over a decade, and thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15. So once again, thanks for making this your first listen. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms. I'm on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. So it's draft time. Got a couple days. Couple days of the draft. It's exciting times to be a Ducks fan. It's exciting times for the Ducks in general. Yeah, even though it's a rebuild, the future's looking bright. There is a lot of money to spend. I've talked about the money aspect. We're going to talk about that much more next week as free agency looms quickly. But this week is going to be all about the National Hockey League entry draft taking place in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Once again, that is Thursday. So I've been talking about a couple of guys in particular that I really like the Ducks to pick up. But let's say that they're looking to bolster their offense. And their offense has been good at times. It's been very poor at times. Keep in mind, just two seasons ago, the Ducks boasted. Well, I shouldn't say boasted here. They yielded the worst power play. It was a historically bad hockey play for the Anaheim Ducks a couple seasons ago. It was really bad. The offense did pick up the season at one moment, they were in the top five in power play. Then it dipped out of the top 10 after the second half of the season. They're still looking for offense. They're still looking for people to have a good shot. And whether you want to admit it or not, they have a big gap to fill there. They, there's some big shoes to fill when it comes to the recently retired Ryan Getzloff. Those are some big skates to fill. So how are you going to fill that? How are you going to fill that role? Are you going to go pass first or are you going to go shot first? Well, Trevor Zegers tends to be more pass first. He tends to be a playmaker, which is fine. Mason McTavish, he looks for the back of the net, which is great. But if you're the Ducks, what if you decided, you know what? I need some more goals. I need players who exhibit the best shot. So if I'm looking for an accurate shot, a fast shot, Someone that is a deft marksman. Who would you go for? Well, if I'm the Ducks, there's one particular hard shot that I'm looking at big time. But that's if he's available. And the reason I haven't talked about him a whole lot is because a lot of mock drafts have him going in the top nine. In fact, on our mock draft... He went number nine, and this was this is someone that I have been eyeing the entire time. But again, if he's available, if he somehow falls to number 10, I think the Ducks would be thrilled to take Joachim Kamel, 
who is playing out of Europe. That's his right. So Kamel is listed as the third best overall shot by elite prospects in this year's entry draft. One of the best shooters out there. Passing, you know, could use some work, but the skating is also very good. He also has what many consider to be the best one-timer in the draft. You already have a great one-time threat in Mason McTavish. There are some decent offensive players on the Ducks. But what about adding another great one-time shot to the Ducks? Kamel might be that choice. He might be. So a little bit more about Kamel. He is only 18 years old, like most of these guys. Born April 27th. A little bit of a smaller guy. 5'9", a buck 76. But skates very well. Hockey sense is way up there. The hockey IQ is way up there. And the shooting is one of the best in the draft. He did play for World, for Team Finland in the under-18s for World Juniors. And had a heck of a time in the WJC under-18s. Eight points in five games. In Liga, he scored 23 points in 39 games. But it's really about the expected primary points, which is goals and primary assists. And he's ranked up there pretty well. A little bit above average, not exactly average, but a little bit above average as far as expected primary points. You know, once he gets that shot going, then there's almost no stopping him. Now, there's some great skills to be had. The skating is really, really good. One thing that I found interesting on one particular scouting report is the only problem is that he's a little too aware of his handling and shooting ability. And his skills are closer to high end. But let's let's take a look at one other weakness that he has in his game. And that's the passing. Look, he is a shoot first kind of guy. He has made some error some errors in judgment where he would take the shot when he should have gone past first. There's been a couple videos out there where he could have taken what might be an easy assist to a teammate. Doesn't go for the pass, takes the shot, winds up getting blocked. He had a perfect lane to his right, I want to say, in one sense. But that's really the only knock on his game as far as I'm concerned. But he does very well in finding the back of the net. Uh, very well in goals. In Liga, 15 goals out of his 23 points. By the way, World Juniors, he scored six goals in five games. So obviously the goals to assist ratio is, well, <laughs> he's definitely not a passer, folks. He's he's just not. Let's be realistic. But let's talk about that shot. His shooting percentage is way up there. There has been no regression in his shot. In fact, his shot has improved since last season, and it was already ranked as one of the best shots in junior play. So for him to go from great to exceptional in one year is amazing. And he's one of only four players with that high of a grade as a shooter. And he even has great 
long-range shot selection where there's goals that he scores from not quite the blue line, but just north of the face-off dot. So he's out of that home plate area, and he's comfortable firing from those areas that are outside home plate because he thinks he can make it. And that's another thing that I love about his game. He is confident. He is crafty. He will take shots. Some might say they're bad shots, but if they find the back of the net, they're good shots after all. He has no fear. He's not afraid. Maybe the Ducks could use someone like that. Maybe someone else with no fear and willing to just take shots, put it in front of the net. And he's also apparently very good at creating juicy rebounds chances. Granted, not all of them go in. And in fact, that's how he's gotten a couple of his assists this past season was off of very juicy rebounds. So keep that name in mind. Someone that I really like. Let's see if he drops to number 10. Once again, Joachim Kamel, spelled K-E-M-E-L-L. Look for that name in this year's draft. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, my favorite protein bar. It should be everyone's favorite protein bar because the Built Bar comes in so many terrific flavors, like classics like Cherry Barcia Cookies and Cream. And you also have the Built Puffs. And there are constantly new flavors of Built Puffs going out there. But still, my OG favorite, the Churro Puff. It's a protein puff that tastes like a churro. You don't believe me? Try it for yourself. Head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. We'll be back with some more possible draft selections on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez. We're going to look at a couple more names on this particular podcast that I like for the Ducks to possibly select. And we're looking merely at offense, at best shooters in this draft. And we just talked about Joaquim. Yeah, it'd be nice if he falls to number 10. That I'd be thrilled with that. But let's see if he falls that far. Next name on my list is someone that I had mentioned briefly before. And I will give him more than a couple minutes. Liam Olkren from Jur Gardens. Yeah. So another European. We like these Europeans, guys. We really do. And Liam Olkren has the fifth best shot, according to Elite Prospects. One of the best shooters. He's 6'1", 201. Skating is fine. Shooting's fine. His overall attributes are about the same. So he's just a solid all-around player, but his best attribute is his shot. And another one of those guys that likes to shoot. He can pass. He does have good hockey IQ and can make the perfect pass when needed. But he's a, he's mostly a shooter first. Let's be Let's be real here. He had 58 points in 30 games for the J20 national team. He also played in World Juniors this season and scored nine points, three goals, six assists. In the Swedish Hockey League, well, I mean, that's that's the reason why he's dropped down a little bit as far as boards because when he played up with 
the adults in the SHL. That's where he struggled a little bit, but another 18-year-old, another young, young kid who is ready for the NHL in at least a year or two. And he is a playmaker. He is a little bit flashy. Not quite the Finnish flash because one, he's not from Finland. He's from Sweden. And two, he's more of a deceptive kind of player where he will change angles on a shot and do it pretty consistently. That's one thing that I like about his shot is it's a very good wristing Rister shot. I should say Rister. Here's why. Two videos of him are out there, both with different shots, both on different angles. One in particular, where it, it kind of looked like a wrist shot, looked like a snapshot at times. But I, I became so obsessed with watching that release for about 20 minutes because there is something about it. There's something about the way the puck just explodes off of his stick, not from a slap shot. And that he can get that perfect rotation from a wrist shot or from a snapshot or just from that position. And he'll get this really great rotation on the puck, a a lateral rotation. By that, I mean it is spinning very quickly on its axis. And if we had advanced puck statistics, and if you looked at the way the puck travels when it comes off of the stick, you'll see there's a little something different about it. So that's something I like a lot. As far as the shot angle and the slot, it's deceptive in that goalies have a hard time picking up his release. And in today's NHL, I would consider that a huge advantage. If you can be a professional hockey player and have a deceptive shot and not have the great goalies of the NHL follow your shot release, then maybe there's a greater chance it'll get lost just above the shoulders or above the glove or above the blocker. Those are the kind of shots that as an as a scout, as an NHL GM, you're kind of salivating over. That's the best attribute of his game. Everything else doesn't really jump out as far as being exceptional. But all his other attributes are above average. And he is slated in, (laughs) this is, okay, this one's tough to say. There's a couple mock drafts that have him as high as nine. There's other mock drafts that have him in the 20s. So this, this is one of those really varying picks. And there's a few of those in this year's draft, which makes it so intriguing, is there are so many guys that can go anywhere from eight to 28. Liam Ogren is definitely one of those where the majority of drafts have him in the high teens. And there's been a few that have said lower 20s. Maybe, maybe the Ducks, I don't think the Ducks will take him at 10. I don't I don't know if there's enough that jumps out for the rest of his game that would put him at 10. But maybe, just maybe, he might be able to fall down to the Ducks' second selection. He could fall to 21, 22, 23. You never know. And if if he's somehow available with the Ducks' second pick, then, yeah, you take him in a heartbeat. You take that release. You take that great shot of his. And, yeah, just someone that I like a lot. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. I got one more name I want to talk about. And someone that I haven't really talked about a whole lot 
before on this podcast. And actually, a lot of my colleagues haven't really talked about this guy either. But yeah, I, ha- I had fun with this. I had fun with looking up his shots. But Foist, let's talk about rockauto.com. It has amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock Auto has been family owned and operated for over two decades, and they have parts for any type of car, any type of Chevy, Toyota, Rolls Royce if you're fancy. Rock Auto has the parts for you. Why pay full price at a big box store that might not even have your part right away when you could pay half or less than half of that of the big box stores? So once again, head over to rockauto.com and tell them Locked On Ducks sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Take five. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with JD Hernandez, and this is episode number 560 of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. So I want to thank you for your continued support. I will get back to emails and stuff this week. I've been falling really behind on emails in general. So I'm going to get back to each and every one of you this week. I promise. And to those of you that did email, thank you so much. It's so appreciated. All right. So there's one last name on this particular list that I, I'm super excited about. I think it's a good hockey name. Get ready for this one. From Moose Jaw, Jagger Furkus. Let me spell that last name for you. F-I-R-K-U-S. And with the first name like Jagger I mean, come on, that's a hockey name right there. He's a speedy right winger from the Moose Jaw Warriors. Yeah, Moose Jaw. Yeah, I'm excited about Jagger Fergus possibly falling into that second Ducks pick because he has got a wicked shot. The Alberta native is ranked, ready for this, number one. He's ranked as having the best shot by Elite Prospects in this year's draft. And oh my God, his shot. I mean, it's heart, eyes, emojis kind of shot. That's what this guy is. He might have the best. If Actually, one scout said, I don't think it's a stretch to call his hands among the best in the draft. He might take a while to make the NHL though, since he's so far from physically ready. So let me go through the cons first. He's 5'10", only a buck 54. He just turned 18. He still needs to fill out that body. And he does want to work more on the muscle. Although he was quoted as saying recently, he's not worried about the lack of size. In fact, he says you could take that and, you know, shove it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't care about your small boy concerns at all. Yeah, he's only 5'10. He's only a buck 54. Hopefully he can get up to like 5'11, a buck 70, and fill out a little bit physically, but that's okay. That's the main con. The other con is his skating stride. Digging in isn't as good as other skaters. So the skating 
could still use some work. Is it below average? No. Is it above average? Not really. It's just there. His skating is fine. But for someone with that small of a frame, you want the skating to be elite, especially at 5'10", 154. If you have that small frame, you've got to be able to avoid contact and avoid, you know, those big hits and be able to steal the puck at a moment's notice. That's something that he's going to work on a lot. He is planning on going back to the WHL next season. Let's throw out some stats, shall we? Last season with the Moose Jaw Warriors, he scored 80 points in 66 games. That is 36 goals. During the WHL playoffs, he scored 6 goals for 12 points in 10 games. They won a 5-game set against the Saskatoon Blades, and they lost in 5 to Gage Alexander and the Winnipeg Ice. So, yeah, those are some of the stats. In that series against Winnipeg, he did score three goals and six points. The game against Saskatoon, this one I had to actually go back and look at the highlights for this one. That was one of his best games as a junior ever. Two goals, three points, in a 6-3 closeout Game 5 victory against the Saskatoon Blades. That was probably his calling out card if there ever was one. And he was just impressive. Now, Cam Robinson did say that it wasn't the best outing for Fergus. He was opportunistic for both his goals, which was good. But he really showcased his speed on that one. And I think that's something that he had been working on throughout the season, is his speed. Now, early on this season, he only scored two points in the first 10 games. And there was some worry that maybe he wasn't going to pan out. And he was only just looking like an average player on that Moose Jaw team. Then he had a quick turnaround, maybe around December, when everything just started to work flawlessly. Yeah, he was slick and he did look pretty good. But Mitchell Brown called him a long-term prospect. And by that, I mean he still has to fill out physically. He still needs to develop the skating and develop other aspects of his game. Passing is good. Decision-making is good, but it could be better. Now let's get to the big pros of Furcus, and that's his shot. If you're ranked as the best shot in the draft, you got to believe that, right? Yeah, he has scored goals from pretty much every position. He scored up close. He scored in the low slot, high slot, left circle, right circle, beyond the dots, which might be his biggest strength, is that he can shoot from either side. He is a right winger, but he scored plenty of goals on that left side. In fact, he did score more on his natural side, but he scored, according to this chart, about eight of his goals on the other side as opposed to maybe 13-14 on the right side. So he can score from any angle, from any spot. And also importantly... Off of either foot. Hmm. Why is that important? It's important for him because it can make his shot angle deceptive. His release is pretty deceptive, but his shot angle is deceptive in that he can go mid-stride off of the right foot. He can go off the stride on the left foot. He can go off of either foot and release a quick shot. 
It's not the deception. It is the speed of his shot. It's the ability to have the puck on the edge and just wrist it and flick it quickly and get it off of his stick like that before a defender gets to him. That's a big positive. As far as his overall numbers, and this is according to Mitchell Brown, his overall percentile is a 94% among the WHL. Shooting is up there. Entries is up there, which is something else that he did progress on a lot throughout the season, is he had the innate ability to avoid defenders and easily cross the blue line into the offensive zone. That's something that's important for any team to look into because when you think about how defense has evolved, zone entry is very important. You don't, you don't just want to have a power play, for example, and you try to bring the puck into the zone and then you get stonewalled at the blue line. I mean, some defenses are like the Maginot line 2.0. <laughs> Others are not, but I'm saying some defenses are like the Maginot line. And depending on the defense, you got to have that kind of crafty playmaking player that can get the puck into the zone quickly and effectively without turning the puck over. And that's another big strength on his game. The playmaking also got a lot better as the season wore on. So that's kind of a high risk, high reward type of player. And it is, like I said, a long term project and a long-term prospect he is expected to go back to moose jaw next season again he just turned 18 so he will be going back to juniors to hopefully develop more of his game and if he scored 36 goals last season and got 80 points if he develops further if he gets that physicality if he can improve even from last season He could get 100 points in the WHL next season, and he could be a force to be reckoned with next season. Kind of in the same vein as... Actually, no, I'm not going to say it. No, I thought about it. I'm not going to say it. But there are some similarities to other recent Ducks picks in his game that make me think he could be a complete goal scorer down the line. He could be that point a game guy again next season in the WHL and who knows where he can go from here so that's my last name on this one Jagger Furcus a lot of prospect guides have him in the mid 20s in the draft just to go over some of them elite prospects has him at number 20 Bob McKenzie has him at 34 Craig Button has him at 16 Sportsnet had him at 28, just for example. So it really varies all over the place. A lot of mocks have him in the mid-20s. If you're the Ducks, maybe that's something you look towards if you are looking to have an accurate and good shot on your team. And you could build up the wings as well. I mean, the Ducks could always build up the wingers to how they want it. All right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, Before I conclude, just want to say I close the show every day by saying to be safe out there. And once again, just to briefly put it out there, we had another horrific shooting yesterday in Chicago. And oddly enough, I've been to Highland Park. It's a great 
great place, great neighborhood, great folks out there north of Chicago. So, yeah, I'll just say enough's enough. That That's all I'm going to say about that for now. All right. Thank you again for your continued support. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, among others. You could follow me at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Feel free to email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com, and I will get back to you this week. I'll get back to you guys this week, and I'm going to try to get back to everyone that chimed in recently. Once again, I greatly appreciate you all. You guys are awesome. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please, please continue to be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And ducks fly together. Mm-hmm.